morning. Thank you, um, Pastor Insong. Good morning and greetings from the great city of West Covina, which is just our neighbor anyway. But uh, it is a privilege indeed to be here uh, this morning. Um, unfortunately, you're stuck with me for the rest of the morning. I don't know, just a little bit. How's everybody doing? Ready to work? Ready to serve? All right. Okay, yesterday, we have some groups actually, was it yesterday? Yeah, that's right. That already did their service. But prior to that, Friday, and prior to that, that they were being, there have been people that are serving the Lord. And today, we're going to tackle that message, which is serving. Okay? Last week, Pastor Dion gave us the message right at the roots. Do you remember that? Those of you who are here, John 15, 1, 8. What is the, the basic message? What's the center, center or central message of that uh, uh, passage? Abide. Only one person remembered. It's abide. You have to be connected. Otherwise, if you cut off, what will happen? Nothing will happen because you're dead. That's it. Spiritually, so to speak. Susan and I, yeah, we like gardening. And so we sometimes we have to prune our trees and our vine. And sometimes, you know, it hurts because you know that they still have some fruits. Especially, we just pruned our two loqua trees. They're still bearing flowers. But you know, if we don't do that, the next year will be lesser. So it is a painful process that we have to go through, but it is a necessary thing, just like us as well. But in the message of Pastor Dion last week, we just don't get pruned, but we have to abide. The ones that get thrown out, actually, those are the ones that are not bearing fruits. So just to recap of what, um, what he mentioned uh, in the message last week, the first point that he did was to abide, which is the central message, to abide, to be connected, to remain. If you are not remaining then that means you're not connected to the power. Uh, any of all our, all of our technology needs power. It cannot work. Your cell phone will not work for after a day if you don't connect that to your charger. And it has to remain there until it gets fully charged. Same thing as with God. We remain connected. He also mentioned to ask. This is very important. Jesus knew when and what to ask for. And being disciples, the last one. How many are being discipled? How many are disciples? How many are disciples? Wala. <laughs> I'm expecting everybody to raise their hand. Okay, let's do it again. How many are disciples? Okay, there's still a few who does not know what disciple is. Pastor in song, I think we have to do it this thing every Sunday again. Okay? Everybody is a disciple. If you are a believer, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are a what? Your disciple. Well, the process continues on to be a true disciple. But the moment you do that, you are a disciple. Okay? So, again... Maybe a resounding yes this time. Are you disciples? Yes. Okay, that's better. Okay, this morning I have actually two questions and I want an answer to each one, okay? First, you can read it. What's the answer? No? Can you serve God without worship? How many said no? How many said yes? Isalang. Dalawa. 
Yes, actually the answer to this is yes, you can serve God without worship. You can. <laughs> you can. There's so many, many people that are serving but without worshiping. So I guess the next question is already a given. Can you worship God without serving? No. Kasi yung answer kanina, yes eh. So ngayon, no na. Okay? Hindi pwede because you cannot separate the two. Just like what Pastor Dion said in the passage, you have to remain the same way as what serving is and worshiping is. It has to go together. Otherwise, you are a humanitarian or a philanthropist without necessarily being a worshiper or a believer. You have seen on TV or on Facebook many, many times that the Hayan or Yolanda in Tacloban was televised. And you saw so many, many people there helping. Are those people that are helping necessarily disciples, believers? No, not even. We, have, we even have a nephew who, who holds a high office and yet he goes there and we hope, we hope that he becomes a believer. But he's not. But every disaster, he's there. And he really spends his own money as well to do that. Good work? Absolutely. But it's just work. So we should not fall into a trap like that. That we will be working, working, and working, and yet it's only work. Okay? So that question number two is no, we cannot. Because all God's worshipers are, are called to serve. Okay? In Romans 12, 1, and I would like to invite everybody to please stand. We only have one verse that we're going to read this morning, and the rest will be in, uh, in PowerPoint. One verse for this morning. Romans 12, 1. Let's read it all together. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you this morning. Lord, the message that you have for us resonates, Lord God, to our very self, our worship, Lord God, to you. We pray, Father God, that after this message, O oh Lord, that you will keep the challenge burning in our hearts, that everyone, Lord God, will find the niche or the proper place where they, were, they will serve you and worship you at the same time. Bless us this morning. Keep our minds open and our hearts receptive, Lord God, to your message. Be with me as well, Lord God, as we continue on, Lord God, with this message this morning. May your name be honored and be glorified as all the glory and blessings goes back to you alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may sit down. So this morning, our topic is the church that pleases God, as we continue on with the series, and the church that pleases God, I don't know why that uh, God there becomes so small, is, my apologies, the church that pleases God is the church that serves. The church that serves, that's the title. In the Bible, uh, when Jesus was, um, was still here, his disciples were, there was a point in the life of the disciples, they were bickering. They were debating, actually, who will sit on the right and the one on the left. You, you read that in Matthew. In fact, the, the mother of Zebedee actually approached Jesus and said, uh, I wish, Jesus, that my two sons, James and, and uh, John, will sit at your right and one at your left. You know what Jesus said? You remember that? You don't know what you're talking about, lady. Okay, be careful of what you wish for. You don't know what you're wishing for because it is not like just like that. And even that, uh, well, we'll continue. I will hang, into, uh, hang on to that one first and then I will tell you what's the next uh, uh, 
passage or exchanges after that. Okay? But first, we define what is a servant. This is the economic definition of a servant. Okay? It is a person employed by another, especially to perform domestic duties. A person in the service of another. How many of us are servants with this kind of definition? How many of you have jobs? Work, business? So we fall in one way or another in this category. This is the economic definition. Okay, let's go to the spiritual definition of a servant. The original word is diakoneo. I don't know if I pronounce it correctly. Okay? And the meaning of that, the noun is called a minister. The verb is called to minister. Okay? Diakoneo is a server. The verb is to serve. That's where we get the word deacon. How many are deacons? We don't use the word or the title deacon in our church. Okay? But... We do have leaderships. That's where it is actually the technical definition of the, uh, the servers in church is called a deacon. Okay? It is a empowering every member to minister. What's the qualification of a servant? Okay. What do you think? Give me some answers. What's the qualification of a servant? Knowing the economic and the spiritual definition, what do you think? Give me some uh, volunteer answers. Loyal. Loyal. What else? Honest. Humble. Okay. Hard worker. Anyone else? Faithful. Okay. Some of you mentioned it. Okay. It is actually. Just this, a humble worshiper. That's all the qualification is. I hope we all fall in this category. Because if you remove one of them, it doesn't work. If you remove humble, that means what? What's the opposite of humble? Humble. <laughs> okay, or if you remove worshiper, you're just humble, then there's no spirituality in there as well. So they have to go together. When I was doing this, I thought of what is the the qualification and I said the servant must be a worshiper but then I read something and Susan actually pointed out to me one devotional that Chuck Swindoll mentioned is a servant not the celebrity which I will go uh, in a little while this is the definition and the qualification of a servant in your Bible you will see the definition or the qualification of a deacon, that's a different thing. A deacon is a husband to one wife. They have to be able to take care of their household, you know, like that. So on and so forth. You'll find that. But in our case for this morning, it is general. Okay? So I want you to think about it, the general serving the Lord. The one qualification is you have to be humble and you, number one, is you have to be a believer or a worshiper. Okay? And I will build my case on that. When I said earlier that you hang on to first the discussion between James uh, and John's uh, mother and Jesus, then why is that? Well, because in, in, the, uh, in the succeeding verses after that, Jesus also tell, uh, told the, the mother that, you don't know what you're talking about because I, too, came here not to be served, but to serve. If Jesus can say that, how much more can we? Okay? Why a humble worshiper? In Matthew 8, 20 says, If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, who is my disciple? Truly, I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. How many of us can give a cold cup of water to somebody? I guess all of us can, right? 
I think it's very menial job, if you will. Emilio, can you do that? Can you give a cold water to somebody? Yeah. But you know, there's another point in here why it says humble. Look at the other, the, the succeeding one in here. It's a, cold, a cup of cold water to who? To the little ones. It's easy for us to give cold, a, cup, a cup of cold water to someone that is maybe that holds a position. Maybe we'll have to run and give them the cup of cold water. But to a little one, well, you get it yourself. You can get it. But no, Jesus said that even those little ones, in fact, that's his basis. That was the standard that he made. So beyond that, it's just gravy. Don't you think so? If you can do it to the little ones, how much more to the big ones? No? Or to the big shots. But you have to start with something. Start with the little one. Okay? Jesus reminded the people then that he himself came to serve and not to be served. And that's you find that in Matthew 20, 27 to 28. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So this is the, the conclusion of that discussion. So hopefully that James and John now shut their mouths, especially the mother, that no more discussion. That's it. I came not to be served, but to serve. Okay? You remember when Jesus went uh, during, the, uh, during the, uh, the Passover celebration? What did he do? Everybody went in, filing into that uh, upper room, neglecting that someone should be there by the doorstep to wash their feet. And they were already sitting at the table. Then Jesus mentioned that specifically. I may be going ahead of myself here, but that's what he said. He got up, girded himself with a towel, and started washing the feet of his disciples. That's what he said, that he is coming, or he came not to be served, but to serve. Because that act of washing the feet was relegated to the lowest of all the servants. But yet he did that, okay? Yet he did that. In Luke 22, 26 to 27, But you are not to be like that, the bickerings. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table, but I am among you as one who serves? You can picture this as, you know, in the Philippines, uh, we all have probably, you know, maids or servants or helpers or kasambahay, you know, we call it that today. And one a long time ago, uh, there was this asendero um, in, um, in Baholo that invited us for lunch. And uh, so we, we ate at lunch and they have actually multiple servants and they have a bell. That when they ring the bell, ding, 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 someone comes out and say, oh, what do you want, mom? You're like that. So Susan and I have a great idea. I think we should do that. Ding, 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 ding. But the question is, who's going to come? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever rings the bells. <laughs> so we cannot do that here. But that's what actually what the picture is. Okay? The picture of someone at the table calling somebody and someone's coming to serve. But this passage is a paradox. Do you know what the paradox is? It's a contrast of meaning, okay? Why paradox? Because he, Jesus, was sitting on the table. And he said, who's greater? Is it the one sitting on the table or the one who's serving? Of course. It's a no-brainer. It's the one on the table. But yet, he said, 
I am here serving you. Paano yun? He is the greater one and yet he is the one serving. We should have that kind of attitude as worshipers, as believers. Okay? I have an example here that um, is something that really will talk about this thing. Being a servant and not a celebrity. Colonel James B. Irwin, a former astronaut of Apollo 15, uh, will have his picture. Okay, is it big enough? Okay, this is what he said. Okay, this is what he said. Watching Earth rise one day and thinking how privileged I was to be a member of that unique crew. And then I began to realize and root back home that many would consider me a superstar, an international celebrity, perhaps a hero. Humbled by the awesome goodness of God, Colonel Irwin shared his true feelings, which went something like this. As I was returning to earth, I realized that I was a servant, not a celebrity. So I am here as God's servant on planet Earth to share what I have experienced that others might know the glory of God. He could have been easily feed his ego and become a hero. Easily. I mean, how many people have experienced what he did? You know, not so many. To be qualified as an astronaut is a, a unique experience by itself. And yet, he is humbled by what he saw up there. Okay? So, now you see the connection? The guy who was really up there, when he came back, is humbled. Is he a believer? Yes, he mentioned it here. So now do you connect where humble and worshiper comes. Okay? I hope that I made that connection, being humble and being a worshiper. Okay? So that is the qualification of a servant, a humble worshiper. Now, we all have desire to serve, don't we? We have the um, praise and worship team here, they're serving. Pastor in song, we have, you know, the silent, uh, uh, the, well, maybe the noisiest of all of us here is actually Boggy. <laughs> he's the noisiest because he's the one controlling everything, the microphone. <laughs> okay, but you know what? He's just right there being humble and doing what he needed to do just so that everything will work together. You know, he's so busy there. It, it's not easy. I cannot do what he is doing. Okay. Or pastor in song as well. Okay, the desire to serve. People serve in roles where they best fit, should be, based on spiritual gifts, strengths, and passions. If people are aligned with their serving role, there's a great opportunity of serving joyfully and effectively. Just like what I said, you know, we heard pastor in song, the passion of singing. I would like to be pastor in song and be able to sing. I mean, no, but I can't do that. I don't have the voice. Okay? Or like Brother Joel Mercado who plays the guitar. I wish I could because I have destroyed three guitars and I never learned. You know? One of them I turned into a speaker because there's no use. So I cannot do those things. But one thing that I know that I can do, that the Lord gave the burden to me and to Susan, actually Susan first than me, uh, that's the better way of putting it. What's mission? What's the mission? Not everybody can do what we're doing as well because it's hard work. It's dirty work. Okay? It's long time. So you can tell with uh, De La Vegas in the preparation uh, during the uh, prior to the uh, Thanksgiving feeding. They were there in the morning and then until at night and then in the Service again at Skidrow. It's hard work. 
But not everybody is called to do that. Just what the passage says, it says, you need to find what? The best fit for you. If your calling is to play the instruments, by the way, I, my favorite instrument is actually saxophone. That's why I never learned how to play the guitar. But I don't have a saxophone. so I, Like Bobby's children, the one playing saxophone. I, I love saxophone. I love the sound of it. But ang gandun lang. <laughs> Wala akong musical uh, IQ. Okay? But you see, there are people in our congregation that knows and they are expert at something. How many of us are expert in technology? Raise your hand. Technology. Anyone? IT. Okay? Yung mga nandun sa taas, magagaling sila doon. Ayun. Okay, what about in... Sharing the gospel, evangelism. You're just bold in doing that. Anyone? Si Pastor Insong na naman daw. Okay? It cannot be done by a single person, for, you know, for one thing. Every one of us has something, a gift. Okay? Pastor Insong actually preached upon that uh, many months ago. The spiritual gifts. Each one of us, remember, Sean even gave us the link to that website to find your spiritual gift. You should follow that. If your gift is preaching, then you should be here. That's not my gift, but they just put me here. <laughs> if your gift is mission, then join us. Okay? How many would like to join us? <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, we got an answer. <laughs> so, mission is actually not just going overseas. It's not just going to the Philippines or to Cambodia, to Vietnam. Uh, do you have your neighbor? Hello, neighbor? That's mission. You don't have to go far. Do you have a brother or a sister? Most of us have brothers and sisters, right? Are they saved? Are they believers? Not yet? Well, there you go. I heard one. Okay? So if you have multiple siblings, the opportunity for us to, to share the gospel is multiple times. Now your batting average will maybe low at the beginning. And don't worry about if they don't accept your gift of good news. Because it's not you. They're not rejecting you. They're not rejecting us. They're rejecting God. And maybe, maybe, because they know you from your past life. You know BC? Before Christ? Okay, your before Christ life? You know, we cannot really actually minister to somebody that really knows it's hard why because they know you from then back when back when you were drunkard bad boy i mean who why would i believe you just overnight you just changed like that i don't think so but then you pray you pray first and sometimes, even if you don't have to say anything, your example, your life's changes will be the one that speaks volumes to them. Truly. Because I experienced that myself. I was not able to witness to my father in the beginning because he knew me. He knew all my vices. He knew all my shortcomings. I was the product of all his disciplines. So I can tell you. But then the opportune time came. When that moment came, I did not waste my time to give the message to him. It's not me. It's the Lord. Because there were so many distractions, even when he was about to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, the sinner's prayer, there was a helicopter hovering uh, above the roof in Marikina. 
I mean, how many times did we have a helicopter in Marikina? I don't even know if we have a helicopter in Marikina. In that particular moment, there was a helicopter on the top of the roof of our house. So I told Susan and the rest of our friends, I, gave, I wrote them a note and threw it at them because I was on the phone with my dad. I said, pray. And they did. And the helicopter left. He accepted the Lord. That was a beautiful moment, I'm telling you. I was so ecstatic because the Lord gave an answer to me that my father, who used to be the greatest philosopher, was able to receive Christ in his heart. And I knew it. So we all have that task. So if you have not done it yet, maybe when we go out this afternoon, you start, okay, sino kaya yung victim ako? Hindi victim ako, okay. Sino kaya yung masishare ko ng gospel? But never, never, never neglect to pray for them. If you have a neighbor that's so difficult, start with that. If the Lord's calling you, but pray for them first. Because you cannot penetrate them if you are not going to pray. Because it's not us, remember. We only will bring it to them, but who will harvest? It's the Lord. The Lord will be the one to do the harvesting. So find your niche. Find where you will be effective in your service. Because otherwise, if we put you here in a praise and worship and you don't know a thing about guitar, like me, forget it. Masisira lang yung magagalit lang si Sarah sa atin. Or sa akin at least. Okay. So, in our desire to serve, in Romans 12, 11, says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. That is the thing that we should always keep in our minds. Always being zealous. Not to the point of being fanatic. Okay? But always thinking that someone needs Christ today or tomorrow. My neighbor, my classmate, my good friend okay you know one thing that uh, m maybe softened my heart a little bit when i was in college was i have this friend a uh, chinese friend who does not really speak tagalog uh so well because we will ask him to join us yeah you know it's saturday you know magpapaalam muna ako sa asawa ng nanay ko sino asawa ng nanay mo tatay ko <laughs> It's Chinese, hindi niya, ma, hindi niya ma, makunek masyado yung, ano, yung, yung uh, parang third person, something like that. But you know what? He's a very, very good Christian. He gives me the daily bread all the time. He witnessed to me in his broken Tagalog. I think when the time came, all of those things were seeds. All of those things were water. That when that opportune time came, when Danny and Grace invited me, it just blossomed. So don't, don't lose hope. If you have been witnessing to somebody for 20 years, those of you who are 19 years old, don't, don't, uh, don't give up. Because one day, it may happen. It does not necessarily mean to be that we are the one that will do the harvesting or the one that will be the one to lead them to say the sinner's prayer. No. It can be somebody else. Okay? But we should always keep that seal, that fervor, that fire in our hearts that somebody needs Jesus. Okay? So, let's continue on. For us, when we have this, when we are called, it's the missions. The mission plus, what are we doing? Skid row feeding. These are just some examples. Equals for us would be evangelism and discipleship. Again, just like what I mentioned earlier, this might not be for you. But what I have seen, when we did the feeding in Skid row, some of you came to me and said, 
Kung hiyo namin, thank you, ha? I said, thank you for what? Thank you for letting me experience this. Letting me serve and experience the, the feeding in itself and blessing other people. You know, you don't see them all the time over here because some of them are up there. I don't have to mention the names. But they were in, in pictures that they were sharing the gospel. They were talking to the homeless people of Skidro. You know one thing that those people in Skidro really wants to hear? Is their name mentioned by somebody else. Because nobody calls them. You know, someone, if someone calls them, it's followed by either a curse, a, a cuss word before it or after it. That's how they are called. That's why we always tell the volunteers, mention their name in a good way. Because it is something like, you know, when you hear your name mentioned by somebody that you, you know, get introduced to, you, you like it, right? Because someone is trying to remember your name and you get connected. That is what people need. We need that connection. For us, when we do the mission, it is kind of like a pastor in song said yesterday, a thankless work. It's a never-ending work. But we're not, we're not looking for thank you. Because you know what? In all honesty, we go there thinking we want to bless these people. But we get out of there even more blessed. Even at the end of the day, you're tired, you know, you're dirty. You come out even really more blessed than the one who received the food that we gave them. The same thing is with the mission. Then I'm going to show you in a little bit uh, some pictures of the, the things that we have done before. Not, of course, because of time, I could not show you a thousand pictures. But uh, here are some of the examples that uh, we have done. This is... Is this familiar? You, you've done this uh, before? Some of you? There's a uh, homeless pastor in... Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. That's, that's Pastor Joey Batongbakal who, who uh, wanted to see and experience how it is or it was to be in, uh, in Skid Row. Okay? That's his family right there. See that little girl? Living in Skid Row. What do you think they're doing? There was that one guy checking the uh, newspaper. <laughs> but most of them, because we were praying, they also bowed down in prayer. Here's the giving. This is in uh, Tagen de Oro. Uh, you see Susan there uh, doing the um, um, evangelism. These are the children, the street children of Cebu. Street children, meaning their parents did not care for them. They just live there in the streets. Okay? So I hope with that, with the pictures that you have seen, will motivate you in a way as well to be able to do something. Because after you know already that you are qualified, do we know that we are qualified to serve? Okay, yes. We know that we are qualified to serve. Number two, you now have the desire to serve. Number three is you must be willing to serve, okay? Because having the desire and the willingness to serve are two different things. You might have the desire all your life, but if you're not willing, it's not going to happen, okay? You must have the willingness to serve. In 1 Peter 5, 2-3, says, Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager, there you go, eager to serve. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. I mentioned that earlier. If your life before Christ was something that of a bad boy reputation, I'm sorry man, I'm only talking about, in, you know, but it might be difficult to witness but use your life now, when you accepted Christ, to be the example. And you will see the difference, okay? This comes only through prayer, believe me. When Susan mentioned to me that when I was courting her, that she wanted to be actually a, uh, 
uh, to enter the ministry of uh, mga madre. And the reason why is because she wanted to serve the mission, you know, like that. I said, mission, mm, doesn't seem like I like it. <laughs> but, you know, after much prayer, and even now that some of you, some of you know that we are leaving uh, in January uh, to do more, you know, intensive uh, mission work. It is a struggle even to live for such a long time for us, for me. Not, I'm only speaking for myself, not for Susan, because for Susan it's go. When God calls her to go, go. That's it. For me is wait. And just being honest with you, that's my struggle. Because I'm thinking, okay, we have a business here. We're going to do that thing there. We have so many questions. I have so many questions. I have so many insecurities. But then Susan reminded me that, you know, when the disciples were called and mandated by Jesus to go, not, don't even bring a staff, don't even bring a, an extra tunic or a purse, but just go. I said, wow, it's like a, sorry, uh, a slap on my face that, wow, if they can do that. But, you know, because I have so many baggage that I try to carry, and now it's getting little by little, you know. <laughs> so please continue to pray with me because I already said yes, but sometimes, you know, my mind is working against it. Just a confession. Okay. Many Christians have the desire to serve. So in their eagerness, they serve in areas other than their expertise. Remember the spiritual gifts, as I mentioned earlier. Find that. Find where you are going to serve comfortably. Because there you will be more effective. Okay? So, the leaders in our church do not want to lord it over to you. But they are the ones leading by example. By working. By evangelism. By leading the Bible studies, by leading the D groups, the accountability groups. Because later on, those leaders will be gone. They will be like Pastor Danny is going places. And that's what he already told us. He will be planting churches. So we probably won't see him more often than we see him now. I don't know about the Pastor in Song. Maybe he will lead another church. Or maybe we will call Pastor. Peter, where's Pastor Peter? Lucero. Okay. Another church in, in Lakewood. Pastor George. You know? I mean, you have, every one of us has the capacity to do it. What's the key? What's the key? You need to be willing. You have the desire, but you need to be willing. Because they go together just like what I say. You know, do you notice that everything they're saying here is they just jive together? Because they are. Because if we take one, wala na. Tapos na. Okay? You cannot remove one thing and still think that it's still going to work. It will not. You have the desire. That's very important. Because if you're just willing but no desire to do it as well, it will only be for a short moment. Ang tawag nun sa Pilipinas ay ningas kugon. Sandali lang. Pagka nanghihirapan na ng konti, ayoko yan. Ang hirap niyan eh. Lipat na lang ako sa iba. And then you will never be effective in your service. Okay? Alright. Here's another one. 1 Peter 4.10a Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Um, Mike is a nurse. How many, how many are nurses or in the medical field? Okay? So, you have a niche. You have an opportunity. When you have patients that are dying, I know, I don't know what uh, the, the rule in your, in your hospital is, but maybe you can whisper a prayer for them or ask them, do you know Christ? Do you want to accept Christ? Okay, anyone that is sick, especially, because those that are in bed, 
in their sick bed, they're more open to prayer, they're more open to accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Although in my experience, I visited my, my friend in the hospital and I was praying for him. There's another bed over here. And I said, okay, let me pray, pray to this person as well. But he declined. That's fine because he doesn't want to. But at least we, when we are given the opportunity, take it all the time. Okay? The next one is you have... Just review, number one is the qualification of a servant, which is a humble worshiper. You then should have a desire. After having the desire, you should be willing. Okay, I think this is the most difficult part. If you already have all of those, the next one is serving faithfully. Because this one takes a long time. This one has no time period. It's never ending when you serve faithfully it's never ending just like our life the only moment that it will end is when we die same way as our serving the lord just like marriage in your vow in your marriage did you say i will love you until 10 years 15 years only or until death do us part I hope that is until death. You don't promise until death do us part. The same I didn't hear that. And the same way as serving God faithfully, we should be like that as well. Okay? Why? In Ephesians 6 7 says, Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord. Not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. And sabi serve wholeheartedly, faithfully. Okay? Hindi pa nag-click in yun, meron pang isa. Okay. Luke 12, 35 to 38. If you can read it, uh, let me read it. Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night, or toward daybreak. That's an example of being faithful. You know what's the motto of... Sino naging Boy Scout sa Pilipinas? Boy Scout, Boy Scout. Boy Scout lang, hindi ko alam yung Girl Scout eh. Hindi ako naging Girl Scout. So, ano yung motto na... Laging handa. Yun. Ganyan yung sinasabi dito. Be ready all the time. Kahit anong oras. Alam niyo, pag umuwi kami sa Pilipinas, because I've been here in, you know, for such a long time, yung brother ko pag uuwi, bubusina. Para yung katulong, bubuksan yung gate. Nah ako, nahihiya ako eh. Kasi, pwede ka namang, kasi ang ginagawa ko, bubuksan ko, bababa ako. Tapos, ayun na, wag na, wag na. Bubusina siya. Alam na nung mga maid yung tururut, ganun niya. Bubusina niya. Kuminsan matagal, kuminsan hindi. You know? But the thing is, itong sinasabi dito sa atin, be ready all the time. It doesn't matter what time of day or night. Be ready. Be faithful. When I was searching this, uh, how many of you have heard of Hachiko? Hachiko, the Golden Akita. Okay, have you you read the story or or seen the movie? Okay, you know my heart melted because I'm a dog lover, and uh, I was going to show a a video clip of that, but it's almost three minutes and said masyado matagal. Aso, okay, aso. Here's the here's the gist of the story. 
Hachiko was given to uh, Yuenyo as the last name. He was a professor in um, the uh, university in Japan. And he just, they lo just love each other. And, and Hachiko or, or Hachi will go with him to the train station every day. And at the end of the day, when the train is supposed to come, he will be there as well. He will go home and then he will come back. Then one day, Yuenyo suffered a heart attack or a hemorrhage and he died. So he never came back to the station. But Hachiko was there waiting. Okay? Waiting. You know how long? Ten years. Every day, when the train is supposed to come, he's already there waiting. It doesn't matter when it's raining. It doesn't matter when it's cold. Then the people notice that he was there waiting because they see him. They see them together when, when the Yuenyo was still alive. And they started giving food to him. You know when he died 10 years later? The, um, the doctors uh, uh, do an autopsy on him. They found four yakitori sticks in his stomach. But they didn't kill him. <laughs> what killed him was actually cancer and uh, the worms in his system. But he was old. Well, I'm not telling you that story just so that you become a dog lover. <laughs> but so that you will know that we, if dogs can do that, to become faithful like that, uh, ouch! <laughs> How about us waiting on the Lord? Number one, guilty right here. Okay? It is an example that we can look at just not, not because he's, he's a dog. Okay, but an example of being faithful to the master. Faithful to the master. Can we say that we are faithful to the master? If we are not ready when the master comes, then we are not faithful. Because it says in here in the passage, it will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready even if he comes in the middle of the night or toward daybreak. Unfortunately, we don't. We have so many excuses. We have so many things that are dragging us, uh, whether it's job, whether it is family, children, whatever. You use it, or we use it as an excuse. Extracurricular activities, or even church itself, becomes an excuse. It should not be. Okay? We have to be connected. We have to abide. Because if we are abiding, then we can do all of these things. We cannot do any of these things if we are not connected. In 1 Timothy it says, Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. In serving God, we cannot set aside His commands to us in Matthew 28, 18-20. Do you know what it is? You want me to move? <laughs> it's right there. Okay. Our pastors have been hammering and hammering and hammering to us this passage because it's what it is. That's what it is. Okay? What did you say? Let's let's dissect it for a little bit. Matthew twenty eight says in here what? Go. Is that a command? Is that a verb or is that a suggestion? It's a command. It says, go. Go na nga eh. Pag hindi ka pa nag-go, may ticket ka na. Okay. I don't know you got that. The ne next one is, make disciples. Another command. What else? Baptizing. What else? Teaching. 
observing. All of these are commands. Do we follow all of them or some of them? Most of the time, some of them. Maybe uh, make disciples, but we don't go. Maybe teach them, but we don't observe. Okay? So think about that. All of those go together. It cannot be the full verse without anything, without any one of those commands in there. You get it? Naget ko na I'm glad that actually uh, this message was assigned to me because it really spoke to me as well. Now back to the beginning of our Bible verse earlier. In Romans 12, 1 it says, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. You notice that I'm almost ending here. What is your spiritual service of worship? You're the only one who can answer that. Maybe the pastors can help guide in analyzing maybe your spiritual gifts, helping you, encouraging you, but it is you who will find it out. And how are you going to find it out? I mentioned that earlier, it is only through prayer. Okay? And always be abiding. In closing, I'm going to say this uh, and sh show this to you. How many of you have seen this picture? This is a statue of Christ. The story behind this was uh, during the Second World War when um, uh, Germany, uh, uh, Germany keeps on bombing all the other countries and this was in England. This was partly bombed. You know, and and um, in order to the um, the Germans, the you the young Germans uh, after the Second World War actually kind of like a maybe guilty, and they went over and helped in cleaning up, and they found this statue. Christ without hands. Actually, that's what the inscription is. Christ has no hands but ours. Okay, Christ has no hands but ours. Is it true? Wala bang kamay si Jesus Christ? Truly, meron siya, di ba? Pero tayo. And I'm going to leave you with this. St. Teresa of Avila, her prayer. Let's all read it. Lord Christ, you have nobody on earth but ours. No hands but ours, no feet but ours. Ours are the eyes through which your compassion must look out on the world. Ours are the feet by which you may still go about doing good. Ours are the hands with which you bless people now. Bless our minds and bodies that we may be a blessing to others. Amen. Now question. Can we face God and hear, well done, good and faithful servant? Remember, we cannot separate worship and service. So find your niche, find where you can serve. Let's pray. Father God, that we praise your name. Thank you, Lord God, for your message to all of us this morning. We pray, Father God, that uh, our minds and our hearts will always be connected, Lord God, to you, abiding in you, Lord, so that you speak to us, for you called us all to be servants. We are worshipers, Lord God. We are believers. And we should not just be sitting in the pews, Lord God, and listen to your messages, but rather your command to us is to go make disciples teach us O oh lord give us the boldness in our hearts and our minds so that we can share the good news of the gospel of jesus christ to our loved ones we don't have to go far
It can be our own parents, our own siblings, relatives, friends, co-workers, classmates, or just our next door neighbor. Instill in each and every one of us, O oh Lord, that burden, the fire burning in our hearts to find that service that we will render for you, Lord. Use us mightily, Lord God, in your kingdom and make us a blessing and a difference in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much.